Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo. Here with you uh, on a Wednesday morning. My days are already messed up here. At the yeah, SEC no doubt about it. Uh, thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service minimum out there taking care of us. I want to go ahead and apologize for the sound quality here. We are on a Zoom call tonight. I'm already in Hoover. Uh, Joel will be here in the AM for Mississippi State, Florida. That's a 9.30 a.m. first pitch, which we could not be happier about. Amen. I want to bring that up one more time. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Turn and Spoon Ice Cream. My guess is Joel T. will roll out of bed. And before he hits Highway 82, he will hit Strange Brew Coffee House and get over here uh, for, for some baseball. And tomorrow to start your day, when you're listening to the Diamond Dogs, no better way to do it than with a beverage from our friends over there at Strange Brew. My, the Ole Miss fans are still in the stadium over there. Uh, they might need to, I, I tried, I told, I said on the air on Sports Talk Mississippi that if Shane was listening to bring coffee, the Ole Miss fans would buy it from him. Because they were going to need it. Because I mean, they still have ways to go in that game. Are you watching that game? I am. It's the bottom of the seventh right now. So five four, five four, one run game. So you know that's going seventeen innings. I mean, they're going to tie yeah, that I, sucker up, and it's it's going all night I long. I can smell it. I can smell it in the air. <laughs> I, I, I tweeted at uh, Nick Suss earlier on Tuesday that there is an obscure SEC tournament rule that states the tournament is not official until a Mississippi school plays past one a.m. So that's true. It's absolutely true. It's sort of like that quote from The Godfather. They could be made to suffer as <laughs> I have suffered. <laughs> Same thing there. So, uh, Our good friends over at College Corner, I mailed off Miss Beverly Malloy's uh, shirt today, Joel. So good. no worries there. No kind of sticker situation there. Uh, and then, I, I honestly, I opened up the bag. I had not opened the bag that College Corner sent me. There was more than just one T-shirt in there. And there were a couple of gift cards in there. I think that's going to be our next giveaway. We'll let you pick out what you want. A couple of $50 gift cards uh, from – I'm sorry, two $25 gift cards, so a $50 total from College Corner. I think we'll do the, a giveaway for that next week, and we'll, and we'll, we'll save ourselves the shipping, Joel. We'll, we'll say, meet me at the game. You got, you got to come to the game. To, 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 to don't enter. Don't enter if you're not going to come to the game. We'll worry about that next week, though. Father's Day, guys, just a few weeks away. Make sure you let people know that you want something from College Corner. Great stuff over there. And it is obviously available online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco. I could go for a Humble Taco right about now. I eat good today. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't eat Humble Taco. I didn't, That's going to be one of my first stops when I get back into Starkville uh, this weekend. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, the best of both worlds. Southern classics spun up with a Mexican twist, a unique menu like you will not find anywhere else. Check them out over there on University Drive, Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Joel T., you'll be here, like I said, early in the a.m. Mississippi State taking on the Florida Gators for the first time this season. Have not played Florida. Uh, Florida got the 4-1 win over Kentucky 
Again, it's all Kentucky. I think you have 10 hits, but only be able to score one run. That, that I'm not watching the game, so Joel's facial expressions are telling me something here. What just happened? We just got an old Miss home run, two-run shot to right by Hayden Dunhurst. So all right. Rebels seven, looking like they may, seven, they may escape before the, the clock turns to a.m. We'll see if that happens. Um, but Mississippi State obviously will be playing in the a.m. As of this moment, and it's 10.43 p.m. as we're recording, we do not have word on who uh, Mississippi State's uh, starting pitcher is going to be. We have speculated about that. I asked about it on Sports Talk Mississippi. I think, to me, Joel, there are three options that would make sense. I want you to tell me which one you think makes the most sense. I think those options are Cade Smith, Brandon Smith, and Eric Sarantola. Now, I want to know from you, which option do you think it's going to be, and which option would Joel pick if he was running the show? I might include Parker Stinnett in those list of options. I mean, he started the other day, you know, in uh, the last midweek game. He wasn't overly impressive. He wasn't. He wasn't. But in the quest to – because for me, what this start is on Wednesday is it's a little bit of a a quest to see who – Yeah, it's an audition to see who you may use in that role – come the regional if you need that. And uh, I, I guess I would lean towards Cade Smith being the favorite. He's mm-hmm. been the, I guess, the fourth starter, so to speak, that other midweek guy uh, over the course of the last month. So I, I guess I give him um, slightly favorable odds over everyone else. Tarantola is an interesting name and it's, kind of become the hot button just run him out there let him start see what happens kind of thing i don't look that that would be that'd be cool and as somebody that's rooting for eric sarantola to succeed i wish that would happen and i wish he'd go out there and mow him down but i just with this being an audition with this being mississippi state getting its ducks in a row for a regional you know, I don't foresee a situation at any point in a regional where they're going to run Eric Sarantola out there to start. So well, I, I don't think that you'll see that on Wednesday, but I could be wrong. Well, what you just said, though, or what we just said, if it is an audition, why not let the guy who, you know, sings the best, you could say, have a shot at it? Why not let the guy who throws 97, 98 have a shot at it, see how he does, and if he looks good – if MSU is playing Southern in that regional, and that's what the projections look like now, that the SWAC champion Southern, who was 20 and 28 on the year, and their RPI is down in the 200s. Even if Saratoga gives you a bad start in that game, you should be able to overcome that and just score a bunch of runs. Why not let him have a shot here, though, and see what happens? I don't think it will be Sarantola, but – the, the logically, it would make sense to, to give him a, this would be a great time to give him a shot. Well, the, the bottom line is for me, Eric Sarantola goes out there and he put up zeros. I don't know that I feel any better about him starting a regional. Like, I don't know that one good start for me mm-hmm. out of him would change my mind about his inconsistency. I mean, he, right. he had one good start earlier this year, you know. Right. I mean, it, I don't think one start changes the big picture here. Um, so I, I just don't think it's him. And not to mention the fact that 
the recent success that we've seen out of Sarantola, his last two or three appearances, I mean, it's been out of the bullpen. Um, I, I just think that his repertoire is one that for Mississippi State down the stretch, if he's going to be a valuable piece of this team in the postseason, I think it's going to be out of the pen. I, I don't foresee Mississippi State rolling the dice um, with a guy that, quite honestly, more often than not, when they have started him, has not been good. And I, I could so be wrong. Do you, do you try to find an inning form in relief tomorrow then? Oh, I try to find some. I, I don't know if it's tomorrow or Thursday, but I for sure try to get him out there. And, Hoover, and he's had success in Hoover. You know, yeah. In 20, 2019, very similar scenario. He, he was – Pitched well against LSU. Yeah, I mean, he and was inconsistent as a starter. So And then comes in in relief at, at Hoover and pitches well. I, I could very easily see him getting an inning, and, and Chris Lamonis told me, and or told the media, and I guess it was my question, but he told us the, that very thing on Monday that he could very easily see Eric Santola right, playing a role this we week. Breaking news here. Okay, Brandon Smith will get the start for Mississippi State. There you go. So, so the guy we haven't talked about yet, Brandon. Yeah, but this is your most experienced guy. He's been really good in relief this year. He's a guy that you can. I feel like you have trust in, which you were just talking about with Sarantola, so the opposite there. You have that trust with him. Yep. And he is a guy that, man, if you tell me if you tell me Brandon Smith's going to start game one of this regional. W. State's winning that regional. Yeah. Right? Because if you're going to give me McLeod and Bednar game two and three, I, I just have to feel confident, no matter who Mississippi State's playing. And then, honestly, if, if Brandon Smith can slide into that, that third starter role, you know, because when you go to the Super Regional, you'll, you'll put everything back to order. You'll go McLeod, Bedner, and then whoever. But Brandon Smith, and I think Brandon Smith also plays into what we, we've been talking about of hard-throwing right-hander. You switch to Houston Harding, crafty left-hander. That's a that's a good setup for Mississippi State. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to armchair quarterback this a little bit. You kind of wonder – why hadn't State done it already this year? You know, why yeah. <laughs> you kind of wonder why. I, mean, I they... thought going back in the early part of the season that Brandon Smith would be a, a more of a, a starter, but he hasn't been because he's been very effective in that bullpen role. And, yeah. you know, you, we, we always talk about Lamonis being so careful with his pitchers coming off time, even though it's you know, we're full, almost a full two years at this point. He's just been careful with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're able to, and look, Brandon Smith may be back in the pen for a regional. I, I don't know what state will do in that instance. Um, but when you have the emergence of guys that state has had, I mean, you trust Preston Johnson now, right? Yeah. I, I mean, so. you, you, you trust, um, I mean, Owen Simmons is another, kind of came on late in the year. Uh, Cam Toller. Yeah. You can't, I mean, there, there's just a lot of guys now that you know what you have out of them and you feel yeah. like, I guess at this point you feel like you are a better team, maybe, or at least for Hoover, by running Brandon Smith out there. It is, you know, what, what you know the case is. interesting to me? What's that? Brandon Smith started game one of the SEC tournament in 2019. <laughs> full circle here? Is that little, what we're doing? A little, little, little full circle here. As Robbie Falk, though, said, we can play a 17-inning game tomorrow and we'll still be out of there by 5 o'clock. So, Amen to that. Amen. That deal. So, <laughs> Brandon Smith, I, I like that start for Mississippi State. Um, I'm not sure who Florida's start, starting. I think – let me see if I, I can see it here. Uh, Jason Crowder was the first one I saw tweeting that, and then Robbie Falk uh, uh, 
Following Florida him. went with Florida went with their eight today, so I would guess Florida goes with their number two guy, you know, on Wednesday. Wait, if they, I don't know what this is because it says UA for for Arkansas or Arkansas or Alabama. Who does does Hunter Barco play for Florida? I bet yeah, Cal Niblett would know. So it's just a, the, 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 the typo is UA. It should be UF. Hunter Barco, the left-handed freshman, will go for the Florida Gators tomorrow. So, interesting matchup. A veteran. Now, Brandon Smith's only a sophomore, but, you know, he's been in, he's been around. He's, he's pitched in big games. Man, that's something. And, Brandon Smith feels like a like a fifth-year senior, and he's a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, he, you know, you just, the injury giving him an extra year and, and then COVID giving him an extra year. He, he could very easily be Dr. Brandon Smith by the time this is all said and done with his college career uh, if, he, if he chooses to go that route. So that's Mississippi State's uh, starting pitching settled. Uh, I mean, it kind of feels like State's got to <laughs> watch it. I'll say this and State will go two and Q, but it kind of feels like State's got a darn good chance to get to the weekend at least. Especially with how well Bedner and McLeod have pitched away from Duty Noble. Yeah. Like if State can win tomorrow, and then you pitch McLeod in game two, you're probably taking Friday off. And then you've got Bedner on Saturday. And, and not to mention that when, when McLeod and Bedner, you know? when McLeod and Bedner have struggled a lot of times, they've been bit by the home run a little bit. And, and who plays big? So you can't really – I mean, it's baseball. Anything that happen. You can't really see them get knocked around a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you never know what's going to happen in this game. But it sure feels like they're going to – they got a good shot to, at the very least, get to Saturday. Let's keep talking baseball, but let's move on over to another topic. That's right, you are our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Welcome Home Beef will be the star of our tailgate out here at the Hoover Met uh, tomorrow. I have Joel. They gave me a whole Duroc Compart pork belly. That is the highest quality pork you can get your hands on. That thing is massive. I showed it to a couple of these old Miss fans, and they're like, "Wow, we're just used to chicken tenders. This is incredible." <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. But but you see what I'm getting at. And, you know, all I had to do was make the call to welcome home beef, and that's all you've got to do too. And, look, those guys, I, I keep telling you, they just keep showing up in new restaurants all over the place. If you're in Oxford and you're going to go to Udo Moss, you're eating welcome home beef. If you go to Memphis and you're eating at Central Barbecue, you get the brisket plate, you're eating welcome home beef. They're just showing up all over, everywhere, restaurants, grocery stores. This is a big movement. You guys have been a big part of it, uh, starting with us here on Thunder and Lightning. And uh, they just continue to grow. Give them a call today. Your cookouts this Memorial Day are going to be better with Welcome Home Beef. They've got great specials running right now on beef ribs, uh, picanha, tri-tip brisket. All those great cookout cuts are, are, are going on at Welcome Home Beef. Call them at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Our good friends at Two Brothers, hey, if you want to make it really easy on yourself this Memorial Day, you don't want to cook out, just give Two Brothers a call. They've got you taken care of. They're happy to set up uh, special orders with them. And, of course, next weekend at the regional, if you want to tailgate and you want to make it really easy on yourself, give Two Brothers a call. Their catering menu can get your party looking better than just about anybody else's. And, of course, if you just want to stop by and eat a great meal, Two Brothers is the place to do that. Heart of the Cotton District at 621 University Drive. Stop by Two Brothers Smoked Meats for some smoked Southern soul food. Advantage Business Systems says, hey, when you've got an inventory of products, of services the way we have, and you back it up with incredible customer service, well, guys, that's just not something that you can mess up. And that's why Advantage Business Systems has been helping Mississippians for nearly 50 years. You should call them today, put them to work for you, 
put yourself in the position to make more profits with less problems. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com to find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Tanner Allen, after we went off the uh, or after we went off the air, after we got done recording uh, the other day, we, we knew that he had been named the Ferris Trophy winner. And then in the other non-surprising bit of news, named the SEC Player of the Year. Uh, just a fantastic season for Tanner Allen, uh, who has become he is he is somehow surprisingly to me anyway, become a member of that pantheon of great players. You know, there are great players at Mississippi State. There are guys like Matthew Maniscalco. I'm just going to throw some names out here. Yeah. Um, Brian Weiss, B.J. Wallace, great players, right? But then there's a tier above them of yep. the top, top guys. Clark, Palmero, Brantley, Rooker, um, Mangum. Tanner Allen has found his way into that group with the strength of this season. We talked about this a little earlier, uh, maybe a few weeks ago. SEC Player of the Year, only the second SEC Player of the Year in MSU history, with Brent Rooker being the other one. Um, Potentially going to take his team to a third straight, unprecedented third straight trip to the College World Series if things go the way that they're going to be projected to. Where does Tanner Allen rank? Yeah, I don't think he's on the Mount Rushmore. If I can only have four but he might be fifth among MSU hitters at this point. Uh, he's man, it's tough. You know, you think about it. I, I, I'll need some history to pass. You know, I'll need some time to pass through to think about that. But you're right in that. Kind of surprisingly, he's gotten to that tier un, un, until the last couple of months. I think I won't even say this. See, until the last couple of months, until SEC play started, I think Tanner Allen's career was a little bit overshadowed by Jake Mangum in that every team that Tanner Allen had been on that had had success was a Jake Mangum. That was Jake Mangum's team, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and last year, that, of course, Jake was gone, but you get wiped out by COVID and Tanner's hurt, and it's almost just a forgotten year um, yeah. for every – so he, he had just – I think Tanner Allen, for his career – had always been on Jake Mangum's teams. And, and this MSU team this year in 2021, ain't no question about it whose team this is. This is Tanner Allen's team. I mean, and, and there's no question about it when we talk to him, when we have uh, media ops and, and the way he speaks to the media and the way he carries himself on the field, the way he performs. And I mean, he's a guy that, you know, you see a dude hit a grounder um, kind of into that right center field or left center field gap. A lot of times, you know, they're pulling up before they get to first base, settling for a second. You've always got to watch Tanner Allen because yeah. he's thinking two out of the box every time. I mean, yeah. he, he, that hard-nosed mentality. I think Chris Lamona said on Monday that he uh, – that Tanner – I'm going to butcher the, the quote, but I'll paraphrase. And he, he basically said something like he exemplifies what it is to be a bulldog. Like, he is a bulldog. He is – all out all the time. You saw it the other day in Tuscaloosa, diving on the warning track, getting a face full of, you know, chopped up brick or whatever the heck that warning track's made out of. And he is the heart and soul of the 2021 team. And 
it really does feel like kind of like Jake Mangum's teams that this team will go as far as Tanner Allen takes. And from what we've seen so far, you know, he, in baseball, one guy doesn't – it's not like basketball where one guy can win you a championship, but Tanner Allen's about at that level right now where it feels like he can almost will this team to win just like his his predecessor Jake did uh, a little bit. He, he has that that quality about him. He's special, man. I mean, when you think about the, the best hitters in MSU history, you're right. I mean, you put Will Clark and Palmero and Rooker and Mangum, and you – I mean – Tell me somebody else other than Tanner Allen. Who who do you, who who is? You're talking about for a career. I feel like Buck Showalter, right? Obviously has the single season record, but that's one season. We had yeah. the one season in Mississippi State. And Richard Lee is going to be in that. I mean, but it's it's, it's not a lot of guys. And, and Tanner Allen, Astoria. I mean, I mean, Tanner Allen isn't the guy out there that you know when it's twelve one cranks a homer. I mean, it, his hits are huge. I mean, he's he's he is there. All the clutch moments, and he's the dude that coming up with runners on base. I just feel like I mean, I, I honestly feel like it's it's better than 50 50. This is baseball, you get 300 your whole career, you probably go to the Hall of Fame. But yeah. I always feel like it's better than 50 50. He's gonna at least drive in one run. Well, I mean, he's literally batting in SEC play. What is it, 411 or something? I mean, he's hitting yeah. over 400 yeah. in SEC play, so that's darn near 50 50 right there. I mean, it, it's incredible what he's done. You talk about SEC play. I mean, this is what you're in. You're in the SEC yeah. tournament now. So you feel like – we talked about a minute ago, like State – it feels like State could come over here and win this, especially when you learn that Arkansas is going to be without Peyton Paulette for the rest of the season. He's injured. And Kevin Copps is not going to pitch this weekend. Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter aren't going to pitch for Vanderbilt until at least Thursday. I know that if, if Ole Miss advances and plays Vanderbilt tomorrow night – they're not playing pitching against. They're not going to be playing against Rocker or Lighter. Feels like if State can get through this first game against Florida, they're going to have a fantastic opportunity to to win this and only have to play four games in four game four days to do it. And and I mean they're set up to do that with relative ease. I mean, yeah, Christian McLeod. Well, I don't know what his pitch count will be. I, I would guess probably he. I, I would be shocked if he threw more than seventy five. And that may be that. pushing it. You say that. When I asked Chris Simonis about that on Monday, Sports Talk Mississippi, he said he would have no problem throwing these guys 100 pitches. In this really? Okay. Well, I mean, when you think about it with McLeod, well, that does surprise me a little bit because I think that they, they might – haven't stretched him this year. No, they haven't, and he's on a full week's rest on Thursday, yeah. Yeah. and he will have eight days rest leading into a regional. So, yeah. he's got – I he mean, he's got one. And probably feel Actually, he, thinking about it, he may have nine days rest going into regional. Yeah. If he starts on Thursday, and then if State's regional doesn't start until Friday and you get – I don't know Brandon somebody starting that game. Yeah. You know, he's got plenty of time here to rest. So yeah. uh yeah, I guess really you could give McLeod and Bednar just normal starts. Yeah. And I mean yeah, you play this thing out in your head and and it would not shock you at all to see State sitting there on Sunday trying to win the thing. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see what happens. All right. First pitch is tomorrow, 9 30 a.m. Joel and I'll be in the press box along with everybody else. Uh, covering the Bulldogs. Plenty of post-game coverage over on Sports Talk Mississippi uh, as we continue our live coverage here from Hoover, Alabama. And then it's a big week here on Thunder and Lightning. Joel and I will continue to try to do podcasts. We should have one more uh, tomorrow. And then we will definitely have a Friday podcast where that will be a a different kind of podcast. We'll just say that right now. It will be. 
We're just going to give a little tease there. <laughs> a little different kind of podcast on Friday, regardless of what's going on. This uh, we'll talk about that more as, as, we, as we can. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great Wednesday. Enjoy your morning baseball. Joel and I will be back with you on Thursday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.